Aaron Rodgers. Like, who's going to be the biggest bust for their contract? The guys with the money? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kirk Cousins. Why? Because he's Kirk Cousins. You got to think, this guy has been playing for a contract for so long. And he's it's not like he's been phenomenal. Right. And now that he has the money, it's kind of like... You know, you don't, I mean? you bu- uh, Tom Brady's protege, but so was uh, Matt Castle, Ryan Mallett. Yeah, all these other guys. They they've been his his protege. They get these big contracts. They go off and they do nothing. So I mean, as far as the immediate reaction, the first year he has a a, a reason to be suspect. It's his first full year as a starter. People got tape on him now, and. You know, like it's it's just, I just don't see him being as good as people think he is. I think he he'll be, uh, he'll be on the same level as like a Matt Stafford or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he won't be. I don't think so, and I, I could be right. wrong. But as far as this first year, I think he's he's mediocre at best. But I I don't see. I think Kirk Cousins is your biggest bust. Because of the expectations for that team, because right. well, anything less than a Super Bowl is a bust. Exactly, and it's it's what five teams in the NFC right. that's like that right now. Which would be the Saints, the Saints, Fal- Falcons, the Saints, the Falcons, the Rams, Eagles, the Eagles, and the Vikings. What about the Packers? No, dude, I don't get this Packers thing. Who else on the team other than Aaron but, Rodgers? But the point is, is that even. At, even though there isn't anybody besides Aaron Rodgers, that they've made it to the NFC Championship, that they've made it to the divisional round time and time again. And I thought about that for a long time of like, okay, who besides Aaron Rodgers on the team could get them a Super Bowl ring? But when you look at the teams that Tom Brady's won with, it hasn't been anybody else really besides Tom Brady. Right, but they've always had an offensive line. All, I mean, nobody knows the offensive line, but they've always had a good offensive line. Okay. My thing is is that you have Aaron Rodgers, who is now the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history. Highest-paid so, player. Highest-paid player. Yeah. Yeah. So, for those of you listening now, this is on the day that Khalil Mack got traded this morning to the Bears from the Raiders. and the Bears. Also got signed and so my question is um what are the raiders doing mr slap uh i don't know man i honestly don't know i saw that they traded him and it's it's kind of been in the the ether that they were gonna trade him anyway right you know what i mean i thought I thought it was going to be the Jets. I thought the Packers, the, speaking of the Packers, I thought the Packers were going to go get them just to try to do something with that defense. But when the Bears got them, I said, okay, the Bears, it, it seems like a Bears move. Bears always been a defensive team. They always lived off that defense. And you put Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith. Uh, Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan. They, Adrian Amos. Yeah, they got a little, they got a squad over there now. Are they top three? In the NFC? Top five? Five what? Like, teams. In the NFC? Yeah. As a whole? Yeah. You know who their quarterback is? Well, yeah. 
We'll get to Defin- that later. Definitely you, not. You don't think that they'll make playoffs? Uh, let's see. I think the Cowboys are still a better team than them. I'll be honest. Based upon last week's like rankings and watching, like, I know that the preseason doesn't mean much, but a lot of my predictions have changed in this sense, like, a little bit. Yeah, I hold zero. Only thing that affects me during preseason is injury. Right. I don't care anything about preseason. Well, I think a big injury uh, is Jarek McKinnon. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was going to play a huge role in that offense. Um, For the 49ers, right? Right. Get it. And I think um, this trade holds – I think this trade makes the Raiders the worst team in the AFC West because if you look at from a player aspect, maybe not, but from a like a demoralizing aspect, for sure. Derek, Derek, Derek Carr is heartbroken. Yeah, that hurt him. Uh, and so somebody else tweeted out on their defense like, "Yeah, oh, Boo Servin. He's like, he's got you. You got to be kidding me, like." And so my stance on this is, what are the what are the Raiders doing? And I think it's a John Gruden thing where, hey, I'm new, and according to sources, if they're true, they haven't even they haven't even spoken since John Gruden became the coach early in the year. And mm-hmm. so I feel like it's one of those things where John Gruden's saying, hey, if you're not going to show up for team activities and stuff, then you are not going to be a part of this team. It's but a power move. Right, I really think it is. But at the same time, some things just aren't adding up because they trade Khalil Mack and they get a first and fifth round this coming draft. They get a first and third next year. And then they traded away Mack, a second round pick and a fifth round conditional pick. That's what they got for him? Yeah. And so there's it doesn't make much sense. But then this past draft, they drafted or they traded away a draft pick for Martavis Bryant, and they cut him today. And then they traded a fifth-round pick. What What was his deal? I they, don't know. I saw that they said uh, it's potentially he'll be potentially get suspended again. Is it oh, for probably, substance? Probably substance abuse. But what doesn't make sense is then they bring in A.J. McCarron for a fifth-round pick. And so, I don't know. There's just a lot of nonsense, if you ask me, coming from Oakland. But... I think out of all the questions I asked you was who do you think will be the biggest bust based on the new contract? And if I'm talking about bust, I'm saying who's not going to live up to it? I think Kirk Cousins can lead them to the playoffs. I think he can lead them to the NFC Championship. Or at least, like, the defense can lead them there and he can carry his load. Mm -hmm. However, I think that if I'm looking at a a player who's not going to live up to it, it's going to be Khalil Mack. For how much money he did not... For how much money he made, and on that defense, though, on that on that defense, I do think so, because I think it's really easy to get lost in that defense when you have players like Danny Trevathan, Adrian Amos, players like that, and when you you might be the biggest name on the defense now, um, you have to play like the biggest name. But I don't know if he can contribute the way that the way that he should. A very skilled dude, man. I I don't. I mean, he's talented. And Do you know Atlanta could have got him. Yeah, but where? How would we pay him? Well, now. How would they pay him now? But no, I'm saying like in the draft. Did, was he not there when Vic Beasley was there? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he got Vic. he got pulled right before Vic Beasley. I think that's what happened. 
I'm saying. You got to get closer to the mic. Am I too far away? No, nah, you're good. Am yeah. I good? Yeah, I feel like I'm loud. Anyway, I feel you like. Might be. Yeah, I, I got to go get something to set this mic on. I feel like uh, because of the expectations that the Vikings have to have, you expect Kirk Cousins to do more mm-hmm. than what. Uh, what's his name? What's the quarterback name from last year? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You expect him to do more than what Case Keenum did. I mean, that's just a simple fact. Because if not, you could have just kept Case Keenum and not gave him $100 million or $80 million or whatever it was. What's tough about this Kirk Cousins deal is that it's $83 million guaranteed. And so if you would have kept Case Keenum for one more year and go, okay, Let's pay him the thirty-six million with eighteen million guaranteed, and he doesn't produce. Well, then you can at least go and say, well, he he wasn't our guy. Apparently, if Kirk Cousins doesn't, if he doesn't contribute the way that he should or that he is expected to, they have to eat every dollar of that deal. And with a defense that has a lot of star players on that defense that you're gonna have to pay, this contract might really come back and. Bite them in the rear. In the rear. In the rear. <laughs> I I just there was too much butt talk from you last week. Nah, so. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it. I I think it just it's just not the the expectation. He has to do more than what Keenum did. I mean, that's what you paid him all that money for. Right. And I think out of everyone, Aaron Rodgers is going to give you what Aaron Rodgers is going to give you. If he's if he's healthy, he's the great, the best quarterback in the league. Um. I think Khalil Mack, maybe not the first couple weeks because, you know what I mean, new team, hold it, held out of preseason. Aaron Donald is going to give you what Aaron Donald is going to give you. Uh, if OBJ can be healthy, he'll he'll give you what he's going to give you. Right. I, I think Matt Ryan's going to give you what Matt Ryan's going to do. He's up and down, but I think if Matt, Matt Ryan's biggest issue is if he learns his playbook. That's his biggest thing. Yeah, I think a big thing with Matt Ryan, his down years have always been the years that is the first year with a new offense coordinator. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's had like six or seven of them. That's the six. trend. That's the trend with quarterbacks, though. Yeah. And you know who has a new offensive coordinator? Kirk Cousins. Right. The the whole deep the whole offense. It's I mean, it's not the same dude from last year. Pat Shermer. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, a whole he's new in system. New York Giants now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, do you think uh, do you think Aaron Donald will produce? I, that the Rams terrify me. Really, every team in the NFC should be one hundred thousand percent terrified of those guys. Why though? What All Star Golden State Warriors team is this? Well, right, but hey, if we're gonna compare that, who's their point guard? Todd Gurley. No. The head of the offense is the quarterback. Jared Goff is, if, is if in If Devontae Freeman man. goes down on Atlanta, you can still expect somebody's going to step up. Right? Matt Ryan is still going to be the leader. But of Jared offense. Goff isn't a slouch. I mean, I but know the, he had that first year, but he was with uh, uh, Jeff Fisher, who kills quarterbacks' careers. Right. He's a quarterback killer. He's so bad. at He should never get a coaching job but again. If we're talking about new offense coordinators – Rams have one as well. Yeah, but that that coach Sean McVay. Yeah, he's he's a young dude. I think he kind of 
he's he's I mean more he's of the, the he's the head of the offense. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so, <laughs> not much has changed, and that jump that Jared Goff took from year one to year two was simply simply the best. You don't think <laughs> you think that they're the scariest team in the NFL? I do. I do. I you don't hear anything from them. You don't hear any any other than the Aaron Donald thing and they they handled that shit with class. They they went through it without any drama. It felt like he just sat back and he did his thing. The coach was saying, "Yeah, we're trying to get this done." But I don't know. I let them handle that. You don't hear any drama from Todd Gurley. He has his commercials. They don't have diva uh wide receivers. They have, they have Marcus Peters and Talib on the same team, and you don't hear anything from those guys. Right. All they do, all they have done their whole career is talk. Right. You don't hear anything from those guys. And Dominican Sue, you don't hear anything from him. They have a bunch of personalities, and I think Wade Phillips on that defense, because the defense is what is what scares right. you. Wade Phillips, a guy who's been in the league for so long, 20-odd years, has been a head coach, has been around great defensive players. That man, I think, and he's he's like soft-spoken and nice, it seems like, from what I've seen. He's like a nice players guy. You get what I'm saying? And right. then they have this young head coach that's hip, that's cool, that's, he's Steve Kirk, basically. You know what I mean? And, and they come in and they, they feel like that environment is good. They're in L.A. They get to go and enjoy the weather, the beaches, the the scene, the women. It, I don't know what their salary cap is, but it seems like everybody's getting paid right. on the team. And that's what so. I was going to get at is, yeah, they can scare you for a year or two, you know. And I really. Well, we ain't talking about 2020. We talking right, about this But year. I still don't think that Jared Goff is the guy that get, the, get it done. If you have to go up against a defense that. That is just as good in Minnesota. Minnesota might be the best defense. Besides, I still would take Jacksonville and Minnesota over L.A. Because L.A., their linebacker core is terrible. They don't have a good linebacker core. I shouldn't say it's terrible, but it's not good. Um, they have good secondary. They have a good defensive line. Um, when I say that, it's only Aaron Donald and Tom Sue. On offense, yeah, you have Brandon Cooks. And Todd Gurley. Roy Woods is good. Robert Woods is good. Is Cooper it Robert Cup Woods or Roy yeah, Woods? Robert Woods. Robert Woods yeah. And Cooper Cup's good. But the offensive line isn't exactly stellar either. You know, if there's a team that scares me, if he produces, it's Minnesota. Because Stephon Diggs is explosive. Thielen is a possession guy. I still, those guys got to prove it to me. I mean, they had a one-year flash. I still need to see it. True. I still need to see it. And that's, I mean, that's the same way with Green Bay, the same thing with Atlanta, the same thing with the Saints. One-year flash, guys? I no, don't no, think no, so. no. I'm saying, like, that uh, they got to prove it. I think that's every year. I think if Atlanta takes a step back this year, um, you know, it'll be who's it going to fall on. If Minnesota takes a step back, we know that's going to fall on Kirk. If the Saints, a lot, I hear a lot of talk that Kamara might take a step back and – I don't see how that I, I I don't see it either, but so you think that Jared Goff in LA though can get it done. Yeah. I think that team, like you said, the I'll just say the ceiling for that team is the highest out of I feel like out of any team in the NFC. The ceiling. Like I think 
when you talk about the top five teams, I think their biggest issue is, like you said, the linebacking court isn't the greatest. And Jerry Goff, he's young still, but I still think he's he's comparable. He's a B. He's a B minus guy. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I put him as a, a third tier quarterback. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, I guess you, if you want to say a C guy, yeah, sure. He's a third. He's a. I think he's better than Case Keenum. So I mean, you you have that, and then. You get teams like Atlanta. Atlanta is obvious to me is the play calling. Right. Play calling and it's just play calling. They have the weapons. They got the quarterback. They have running backs. They got the offensive line. They got a young defense. It's play calling. Right. That's Atlanta's biggest kryptonite. Uh, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and they have a new offensive coordinator. The Eagles, health. Health is the Eagles' biggest issue. It's strictly health with them. If if they were a healthy team, I would pick the Eagles to repeat. Do you think that if the Eagles start off 0-3, because it's saying that Carson might not start till week four. Mm-hmm. If they start off 0-3, are they still going to win that division? Uh, it depends how the Giants, how well they, because they, they can start. so high on the Giants. I am. I like how they fix that offensive line, and I'm not a like I said. I'm not a believer in Saquon, but I think Sterling Shepard. That offense is going to be explosive. Like explosive. That's the one thing Saquon will help is explosiveness on that offense. And I think the defense can hold up just enough to be decent in that in that defense. I mean, in that division because the Cowboys look. Yeah, they look terrible. Terrible. Their preseason game against the Cardinals um, was horrible. Not even look, man. Not even that, but the roster that. itself looks horrible. Yeah, who do you who do you go to? Yeah, and they were they're my six seed that I might have to change after looking at. Yeah, I'd stuff. be I'd be surprised if they make it to the playoffs. Do you think that Dak is on the hot seat? No, man. No. This is the second or third year. Third year. Yeah, it's fine. I think. Who are your top ten worst quarterbacks in the league? Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, Tra- you know Trubisky. Trubisky. At starting at starting at one. Who's are the we worst? doing? Okay, yeah. are we doing rookies? Yeah. No. 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 No, no rookies. rookies. No rookies. All right. Be fair. Here we go. Do we add Patrick Mahomes in there? No, because he's okay. is the first time game, starter. Right? So first time starters, we're not okay. So it's Trubisky, Bortles, Tannehill. Uh. Whoever or I don't Bradford, I'm not a fan okay. of Sam Bradford. Um, I'm trying to think of teams. I'm trying to run down teams in my head. I think the worst in the league. If you're going off of starters, I think Flacco. the worst in the league is Flacco. Yeah, I think second, just based on how. If we're not talking career, we're talking about them as an individual now. I'd say two is Eli. Jesus Christ. You saying Blake Bortles is better than I would Eli take, Manning? If I'm talking about a quarterback that I need to Never. win me a game. Nope. Yep. Because I know that Bortles can run. I know that he can run out of the pocket. And he can get a first down if he needs it. 
He can how he can deliver. He can't throw a first down if he need it. They went to the AFC Championship game. Come on, man. Let's be honest. Let's be. It doesn't matter if it was on the defense or not. And a fourth place uh, schedule. I I think Jacksonville takes a step back. Ooh. First place schedule. First place teams. Nobody's going in saying, "Oh, it's just the Jaguars." You don't think that they beat the Patriots? In the playoffs week or two. just in week two? Because week Patriots, one they have the I don't Giants. know. I don't know what what the so Patriots we'll, will be. We'll put your predictions to the test week one because it's the Giants versus J- Jags. So that's week one. I think also you have Andy Dalton in there, so that's three, right? So I have Flacco, Eli. Andy Dalton, I think uh, Case Keenum's in there. I think Sam Bradford's in there. Um, I would probably have to go with Nick Foles. Um, whoever is playing for uh, the Bucks, whoever oh, they're Jameis Winston might James, be the worst. Well, it's either him or Fitzpatrick. So yeah, either or either one of those. Yeah. And I'm going out on a very strong limb, but I'll say Mariota. Mariota, I think he threw like 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions last year. That's not a strong limb. That's a perfectly – that makes all the sense in the world. I think Mariota is definitely a bottom Bottom tier? Yeah. You're looking at teams over there? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who I would put in the bottom because – and I, I'm just going team by team. So Mariota, Winston. Uh, let's see. You'd probably. I Rookie. mean, you earlier you put Tyrod in there. Tyrod Taylor. Did I? Yeah, at the barbershop sure? you did. I was. I would put probably put Eli before I put Tyrod in. I can, but for sure, it would be Jameis, Mariota. That's one, two. Uh, what's his name for the Dolphins? Tannehill. Tannehill, who's so trash. Uh, Bortles. Speaking uh, of trash, this Michigan Keenum. quarterback is getting beat up so bad. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton, Trubisky, uh, Sam Bradford, Flacco. That's nine right there. And yeah, Eli He's makes put on Nick Foles on there. Eli makes, but well, I don't. Yeah, Nick Foles if he starts, but I try to sk- think Carson's the starter just to make myself feel better. So leading into that, then who? Okay, so let me read these games to you. Prediction time from Mister Slap. We'll keep record all year. Who has a better record? You're gonna Here have to write go. this down. I don't have no paper. What? Should I grab some paper? No, I'll listen to it. I'll oh, keep okay. It. Yeah. Okay. Right. Falcons at Eagles. Falcons. Bills at Ravens. Ravens. That's a terrible game. Is, is anybody even going to watch that? I got to check my fantasy team <laughs> just in case. I pray to God I don't have any of those players because that's a terrible game. Jags at Giants. Giants. Bucks at Saints. Saints. Texans at Patriots. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Texans. 49ers at Vikings. Vikings. Titans at Dolphins. That's another trash game. Titans. Bengals at Colts. Bengals. Steelers at Browns. Steelers. Chiefs at Chargers. Chargers. Seahawks at Broncos. 
Broncos. Cowboys at Panthers. Panthers. Redskins at Cardinals. Skins. Bears at Packers. That's, hey, a, that's a good, good game. game. That's <laughs> yeah. Sunday night. That's a good game. And if Khalil Mack somehow plays, uh, I'll take the. I'll take the Packers. Jets at Lions. Lions. Rams at Raiders. Rams. I can't talk all that about the Rams and then not I'll take them. Yeah. All right, I'll take Atlanta against the Eagles. I'll take the Ravens against the Bills. I'll take the Jags. Over the Giants, the Saints over the Bucks, the Patriots over the Texans, the Vikings beat the 49ers, I think. The Dolphins beat the Titans. I'll take Colts and Andrew. Whoa, you think the Dolphins will win a game? I think because of home field advantage. Oh, in the sun? <laughs> I think it's so trash. Uh, Colts and Andrew Luck's return, I'll take them over the Bengals. I'll take Steelers uh, over the Browns. You were really down on the Bengals, aren't you? I am. Thanks. I think th- I think they'll be one of the three worst teams in the league. Uh, I'll take the Steelers over Browns, Chargers over the Chiefs. I'll take the Broncos over the Seahawks, Panthers over the Cowboys, uh, Redskins over the Cardinals. Scratch that. I'll take Cardinals over the Redskins. I'll take the Bears over the Packers. Wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back, go back. You think the Cardinals are going to beat the Skids? Redskins at home with David Johnson back. Good receiving core, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, if they can, I mean, and the defense look good in the preseason. I can dig it. All right. I'll take the Bears over the Packers. Okay, um, then. Okay. Uh, Lions over the Jets, and I'll take the Rams over the atrocious Raiders. Yeah, the the Raiders are going to be pretty bad. Somebody's breaking into somebody's car, apparently. All right. After nobody was breaking into my car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I lost track of what we were talking about. We were talking about. about picks. For Did you go through all of yours? One. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Who do you think uh, college football playoffs? Top four. Who are they going to be? Bama, Georgia. Miami. Ooh, Georgia, huh? I'm a homer. Bama, Georgia, Miami. Uh... Oklahoma. Does Miami have a strong enough schedule to get into it, though? If they go undefeated, they will. They I'm joking. Right I was tomorrow. about to say I'm joking. They'll lose tomorrow, so not Against them. Against LSU. Mm. Uh, Ohio State. Michigan just lost, so, I mean, it, as long as they don't lose to Michigan, I think they'll right. be good to go. But Alabama looks, I'm going to be honest with you, Alabama having a quarterback, I, I can't remember – as long as I've been watching college football, I don't think I've ever remember Alabama having a like good, like a good quarterback. You think Tua is that good? I think to say he was better than AJ McCarron at that point. Yeah, what? McCarron was good. He was trash. He was trash. I think he's Russell Wilson. Hmm looks just like him like not even like physically like in he plays just like Russell Wilson his mannerisms the way he ran that touchdown tonight is he's just like Russell Wilson he I mean right I think one seed will go to Bama I think two seed will be Ohio State I think three seed will go to Clemson and I think four seed will go to Georgia I think Georgia and Alabama 
they can meet in the iron or in the SEC championship, and I think Georgia will lose to Bama there. But um, the only other team that in the SEC that you really need to be careful of is Auburn, and yeah. they look good today against Washington. That was a really good game. They Washington, beat Washington, right? Right. Yeah. Washington can still make it in because the committee will. Like reward them for traveling and playing them close since it was a very. It was in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. It was a little bit more home field advantage. Yeah, but I mean those weaker divisions, man. I know people get mad when they put. Uh, Georgia and Alabama in the playoffs, but. It's so much competition in the SEC. It's just like. Well, is there, though, besides Auburn, I mean, LSU, Alabama? LSU. Yeah. LSU, yes. Georgia, Florida, you never know. LSU, Alabama, Auburn. But the, but Florida and LSU are always hit or miss. And didn't Ole Miss bust somebody ass today? Who they beat? They beat Texas Tech. Oh, never mind. But they yeah. still beat somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ole Miss, yeah, they beat Texas Tech. I don't know. It's hard for me because that's like me saying, hey, Iowa might be good. The Hawkeyes might be good. And, you know, in the in the Big Ten, you're always going to have Ohio State, Michigan State. Michigan's always supposed to be good, but they never are. Penn State. And so, I don't know. If you were to line up those four teams against those four teams from the SEC, I don't know how it would pan out. I do. Well, you're going to pick SEC because you're a homer. Well, I think Alabama beats them all. You think so? Oh, I don't. Yeah. I think that Clemson can beat Georgia or Alabama. With Deshaun Watson, they could. No, they'll beat them. They can <laughs> not, beat them. Not with this guy. Why? Not with a quarterback. Listen, I've never seen – I cannot think of when Alabama's ever had a quarterback. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. When that defense and that run game – with those receivers, because Alabama always has receivers, which is weird. That I didn't know. It's like, so I don't crazy. Remember, like you know, you have Julio Jones, Julio, Amari Cooper, right? But even Amari though, like Amari didn't show signs of like flash like Julio did in college. Yeah, yeah, he did. Really? Yeah. Anyways, I just don't see Alabama as a as a team that has these flashy receivers. They got Calvin because they Ridley, and then now you got this Judy and this Smith kid. And they it's never like, have quarterbacks. That's the thing. They never have quarterbacks to get these. Who was Julio's quarterback? I don't know. Uh, exactly, bro. They never have quarterbacks. Nick Saban's losing his mind, even though they're up forty-four to seven. That's why he's great. He's yeah. crazy. He's a this is a nutcase. Him and Bill Bill Belichick, they're the same way. Could be destroying teams. And they'll Still get mad out. about a special teams play. Did you listen to the podcast from last week? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you did, but what'd Ours? you think? Yeah, that was good. I mean, I thought um, I enjoyed the the second half more so than the first half. What the the non sports half? Yeah, but that's because I'm I, I like to psychoanalyze things and everything like that, and I feel like that's what a lot of people who who did listen to it. They reacted more to that part. Okay. I actually had a uh, one of my clients give me basically. I wish I wish I could have set him down because he was a native dude and he was 
you know, he knows this hit, the history and everything like that. And he's a successful native guy. So it was good to hear from him. Oh, did he just hate on me for what I nah, said? No, 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 no. He, he understood. Like, he was like, it's just a story that isn't told. Right. You get what I'm saying? And he was basically saying that uh, he told me how upward mobility has been basically snatched away from them so much. Mm-hmm. Like, just homestead. You know what that is? Yep. That and uh, just all the the who runs who really runs the the programs for their schooling because you mentioned the the busted windows out of the schooling and everything like that. Who's the teachers at the schools? Everything like that. Like it was it was, it was a we probably set. I cut his hair. It probably took me twenty minutes to cut his hair, but we talked for probably an hour and a half. It was such a good conversation, and he kicked so much knowledge it it blew me away and he said something to me that i don't think i'm gonna ever forget ever in my life and he said people in this country always complain about welfare and all this other stuff which and i knew this the the welfare you pay for like social welfare that you pay for uh like somebody that lives in uh projects or a trailer park mm-hmm. You, you end up paying like maybe a hundred something dollars a year, right? But the welfare you pay for corporate bailouts is like three times that. Right. You know what I mean? So, but he said, he said something, he said people and, and basically like white people, he was just like, people always say these people are trying to live for free and, uh, take something that ain't theirs and he said but they took a whole country that wasn't right and that it it the way he the, the conviction when he said it and how he soul. man that, that it hit me so hard and i was just like oh my god and then he was like and not only did these people just come because we got into the homestead stuff right. like not only did these people come and take land that that wasn't theirs, but they went and got other people to work that land for free that wasn't theirs and claimed it for their own. And then when when you're when you're always the king, you never have to feel like you're not the king. But as soon as when the playing field starts to slowly get level, your superiority is threatened, and now you feel like you're being attacked. When a lot of the times that's not what it is, it's just people fighting for a, a equal playing field. To live. To a balance. They that's all people wanted. So yeah, the, the, basically I got I received a lot more you know, I, I like having those intellectual conversations even though i know i know i'm not the most well-spoken or smartest person but still i like those intellectual conversations especially when people have passion about it and that the the second half of that of that of our first podcast that's where i felt like the reaction came from and that's Mm -hmm. where i got the feeling from because i as, as much as i love sports i watch espn and and fs1 all day so I'm getting those conversations, but the passion that right. I don't hear came from that second half of it. And it wasn't and it wasn't like people were mad at you for saying right. it. 
you no, know what I mean? mean? And it, it, but that's the that's the key is to be authentic and tell what you mean and tell how you feel. You don't censor yourself because your thought process is what a lot of people think. And you you could be right. I'm not saying what you said was wrong or well, right. Well, no, 100. percent I can say that it wasn't right. Well, because it's not. But what? It, but <laughs> the the root of the conversation. And granted, I don't want to touch ha- talk on this topic. Rehash again. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know the the stereotypes that come f- from races to races to other races. They're not right necessarily, right. but it's just what we have seen. It's what we've been what we've witnessed, what we've been a part of. And, you know, the the saying, you don't know really until you take a walk in my shoes. Like, it's such a cliche term, but it's very true. You know what I mean? Like, right. I can I can look at you like you touched base last week and said, like, black people come off as aggressive, mm-hmm. right? That's not true. Like, not no, all no, of them not. are aggressive. No. But based upon the picture that is painted by society, the picture that is painted when a a white cop shoots a black kid and was like oh he was he was grabbing something out of his pocket and it so happened to be a bag of skittles yeah. and it was like okay like what was he thinking and i'm not saying and god forbid i'm not saying that what he did was right but it was the painted picture to the society after that well, what he did was, like, he was doing it out of self-defense. No, he wasn't. He was doing it out of fear. And, and right. the biggest the biggest thing, and I don't want to sit on this police thing for, for too much, but the biggest thing, and I always tell people this, I was in, I went to Iraq and Afghanistan. I was 21 when I went to Iraq. I was 20. I turned 21 in Iraq. Uh, I was 24 in Afghanistan. The... The rules of engagement when I went to Iraq is as followed. If an Iraqi or whoever points a weapon at you, you are not allowed to shoot them. They have to shoot at you first. They have to shoot at you first before you can shoot them. I'm 20 when you tell me that. There's 18-year-olds in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they listen to that. So if if an 18 year old can comprehend that and is trained because you're trained well enough to not react to that, then the biggest problem with police is a training problem. It's a training problem to not be afraid. First of all, you should not. You're the professional. You should not be afraid of the civilian. You should be aware. You should be. You should know your surroundings. You should be all of that. But being afraid for a professional who serves and protects, protect the community. You should not be afraid. If you're afraid, you should not have that job. You should, not be, yeah. you should be able to. You should. I shouldn't be the one calming you down if I'm the civilian and you're the 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 professional. So when when that happens. I always, I always say that's the biggest thing. They need to be taught not to use stereotypes when, whenever you're approaching someone. It's, it's, it has to be better, better training. It has to be more, more uh, connection with the community that you're serving. You look at police cars now. Them shits look like all of them look like SWAT vehicles. All the police, they all blacked out. They all got vest and everything everything else on so if 
if you come looking like you're ready for war, then you can't, it's hard for the person you're coming at to be, and I'm not blaming anything on cops. That's a hard, that's a hard fucking job to do. That's a really hard job to do. So I'm not saying that it's all their fault. And I do believe that not every cop is bad. Just like not every uh, person from Afghanistan is a terrorist or, you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? But it is, it's clearly a training problem. It's clearly a training problem. And, And that's what needs to be. It's the same thing with all these all these jobs that are so important in our communities that don't get paid well. That's I think that's what the biggest teachers should get paid a lot more than what they get paid. Police officers should get paid a lot more than what they get paid instead of us putting money into things that. I I would be if, if they wanted to raise my taxes to make sure schools and the community and protection and all this other stuff and people could live better. The quality of living was better. I would be a hundred percent down for that. But if you feel underpaid and you are supposed to go out and risk your life, then all you care about is getting back home. You don't care about anything else. So you live on the edge and you live. It's a high stressful job. These dudes need therapy. A lot of them, they don't go get therapy. And this is coming from somebody who goes to therapy at least once a month. It's usually, I try to go twice. It used to be every week, but they weaned me off a bit. But I think that's the biggest issue that you have when it when it comes to that. It's just training and getting to know the person as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, I think one thing to like remember, too, is it's kind of like animals like civilians and when it comes to cops and civilians it's almost like animals and people like more likely than not like the people are more scared of the cop than the cop is scared of you or at least that's the way that it should be it shouldn't be either way the cop right, shouldn't be scared right. of the and person that, the person saying, shouldn't like, be right scared now of the cop. that's how it is and so you know do you think it's more or less like a fight or flight mode when it comes to those predicaments or i, I think the the cops are so it, it's it's like a, a double-edged sword so you have some cops that just are like this person is going to be aggressive towards me because i'm a cop that's it and i have to make it home which i can't knock any man for saying i got to get home to my family you know what i mean because i live like that i'm getting home to my kids no matter how you slice it if it comes down to you and me i'm going home to my kids that's that's just how it is but the other side of the coin is the civilian is like i'm getting home to my kids no matter how, because it's a it's a it's such a a terrible narrative about both sides to be honest with you and what it can be true or not I do think it's been a lot of wrongful deaths and it's been a lot of non-convictions convictions that's happened to people who've, who've blatantly committed murder but it's a training it's a training thing I, I don't think I think it is it is racist stereotyping people the Trayvon Martin stuff he had that and that wasn't a cop but you know what I mean that stuff the uh, the the guy who got shot in 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 the what car. What do you mean he wasn't a cop? 
who shot Trayvon? Wasn't it? It wasn't a cop. No, uh, George Zimmerman was a. He was a, a cop. No, he wasn't. He was a creep who was trying to be a cop, and he followed Trayvon Martin after Trayvon was walking home from the store at oh, the really? buying. I didn't know Skittles. that. Yeah, no, he wasn't a cop. He tried to become a cop at one point, but I didn't report on that. No, yeah, Tra- Trayvon Martin got killed by George Zimmerman. Yeah, I knew that, but when I when I did the report, there was something about how the cop car was like backing up, and he smacked the back of the cop car or something. This maybe is, I'm thinking of a different might, case. You definitely might be because Trayvon Martin was the young Trayvon Martin. I know he was walking home from a gas station. He was walking home from the gas station. He was in uh, Florida, uh, like Orlando, some like outside of Orlando, visiting his dad. And he walked to go to a, a store, and he went and got a a tea, one of those canned teas, mm-hmm. and a pack of Skittles. And he had a hoodie on. And George Zimmerman called the cops because he said he was a neighborhood watch. Called the cops and was like, uh, "There's this guy in my neighborhood. He oh, looked like he's he up to something." Watch. Yes, yeah, he looked like he was up to something. And then the dispatch asked them, "They're like, are you following him?" And he was like. Yeah, and they said, uh, sir, we don't need you to do that. And he was like, oh, these guys, they always get away with it. And uh, he approached Trayvon, followed him, and Trayvon, it's, it's blurry what happened, but either way, he followed him. Trayvon was defending himself. George Zimmerman shot him, bow, bow, killed him. The kid was 17. Yeah, He didn't get convicted, but... George Zimmerman is a, is different from the police. The police is it's it's a problem with like you said people thinking people of color are aggressive and everything like that. But it's it's white people out here getting killed too. Like don't get it confused. Well, there there was just a recent shooting. I saw that was like the yeah. guy that I knew, yeah, who got shot by a black cop. I'm pretty sure it's a training problem, man. Right. It's a training problem. It is a hundred percent a training. That problem. one doesn't line up though. Like that one really doesn't line up. How? Like he had the, the gun went off. Shot him in the head. Yeah, right. Shot in the him back in the head. head. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a training issue, and it's an issue of I feel tough because I had this uniform. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a power, power yeah. trip. Just having got cowards with guns are the the most terrifying thing in the mm-hmm. world. Because that's uh, my my dad used to always tell me. He said, "Don't be afraid of the guy who knows he can fight. Be afraid of the guy who feels like he can't fight because he's fighting for his life every right. single time he fights." So, if I'm a dude, I'm gonna beat you up a little bit and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ride out. But if you get an upper hand on me and you feel like I'm gonna hurt you that bad, you're liable to kill me because you're so terrified. And you give a coward a gun. Holy, you give. The dude who shot all those people up in Vegas, that's a coward with a gun. He couldn't catch if he wouldn't throw a punch at somebody. He's a coward with a gun. He he went up in that thing because he's a coward with a, with several guns. He couldn't run up in nobody's face and stab him. He couldn't do some hand-to-hand combat because he's a coward. He wants to sit above and shoot innocent people. That's coward. That- that I remember waking up because that's coming up or that has it been over one year yet? I was in barber school when that happened, so it was I think it happened in the winter time. It was no, it wasn't winter. It was around this time. Whether it was, was between it? now, it was between September and November. It had to be because I was working at a bank at the time. I think it was before I did my physique competition. So, um, 
Let's see here. It was, that was in October. October 1st. Yep, I was about to say, yep. That, for some reason, like, obviously I wasn't old enough for 9-11. Like, I wasn't old enough to grasp the significance of 9-11. Right. Um, but, like, the Columbine shooting, obviously I wasn't around then, but, like, the Sandy Hook shooting, the the movie theater shooting, but for some reason, this Las Vegas shooting felt, like, more significant, and I think it was more or less because, like, it's so easy for us to go to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, for some reason. Like, from here, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and however, like, 59 people got shot, killed. And it's like, all they were doing was listening to music. And I think what made it even worse, though, was the videos that came out. You know, and it, it, it makes, the, makes the question come up of, like, how many how many people like have been wrongfully killed by authorities like like but now we see it because of social media but like how many of these mass things have happened but we just now see it or how easy it is to access because we have it like when i watched one of those videos the the morning of the shooting cuz i remember i woke up i took a shower and i opened up my my phone and i just see these videos of what looked like a cop kneeling down but he was like flashing his flashlight but it looked like a cop was just, like, unloading in the audience. Like, just unloading a clip. And here to find out, like, this guy's up in a hotel. A hotel that I've actually been to. And, like, is just raining down bullets on these people. For no reason. You talking about the Vegas yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's And the scary thing about these, these mass shootings and the police killings is it's to the point now because it just was one uh what was it last week with the madden guy the guy who shot those people at yeah the madden i was tournament? actually invited to that tournament but i couldn't go because of uh because of uh like wedding funds so yeah so you you have this it happens so much that people are just like oh okay another one right and you get desensitized to it. And that's and that's what bothered me is, okay, so when the Vegas shooting happened, we have this guy, we don't know why he did it, yada, yada, yada. And then after they raid his house and stuff, oh, hey, we're done talking about it now. Yeah, you don't hear and, it. And that really, like, ticks me off. Well, you, you hear it for a while, and I think it's for political gain, a lot of it. And gun control and whatnot. Yeah, you start to hear the gun control conversation. You start to hear uh, the left is right, the right is right, all this other good stuff. But then it turns into, it slowly starts to fade away. And that's something we talked about last week. It's too much, you receive so much information now. It's, let's be outraged I call it fake outrage, but people are really outraged about things like this, I think. But it doesn't last for very long. Let's be outraged for two weeks. Let's be outraged for three weeks. And then the next thing happens and we're over and done with it. We live in a microwave society. It's pop, 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 move on. Pop, 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 move on. Pop, 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 move on. It's just how this generation moves. Everything about this generation is... We need it more now, more now. What? I got to wait? No, no, no. 
I don't want to wait for your TV show to show me a sh- one episode every week. I want you to give me all 12 episodes at once. And let me watch out. I'll binge watch them. That's how we do. We It's a binge society. We binge everything. We want to get it out of the way. And then we want to move on to the next thing. We want to get rich now. We want to lose weight now. We want to do everything right now. And if we can't have it, then we're on to the next thing. And if we can't have that, we're on to the next thing after that. It's just the society that we live in. And it's crazy. But it's sad at the same time. And it might be good too. I don't know, but it's it's well, it's definitely not good because that like once again, it but information is an issue. But information is good, right? You want information. It's because it's hard to hard. It's it's hard to hide stuff when there's so much information. But you can also bury things inside of so much information. You right. get what I'm saying? 100%. Like like it's it's just how I think it's how you filter the information you're receiving, and I think a lot of people. At least a lot of people in my circle of, in my vicinity that I see and I see their thoughts on social media or I talk to and everything like that. I don't think they, and this isn't a a knock to them, I just think it's how it is. I don't think they filter the information very well because I could put something on Facebook right now that's totally false about a polarizing figure, Kim Kardashian. I could put something about her on there. And all it takes is about five people to believe it. And then it's out of here. You know what I mean? And people don't, won't sit back and be like, ah, that's not real, whatever. They'll run with it. They will run with it. And then when the person, the actual person is like, no, that's not true at all. People are like, no, it is true. <laughs> it, it's a hundred percent. Try to tell me what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's a hundred percent true. But Charlemagne the God says this all the time: the lie is more entertaining than the truth, and it's real. It's the, it's so real. It's so real, and it's terrifying. But that's just people are more attached to the juicy drama than the the truth that not really everybody wants to know. And I think, I don't know, is there such a thing as too much information? Again, yeah, but there is, but it just depends on how you filter your information. Because you can, you can receive tons and tons of information if you filter it and you start to receive tons of correct, logical, non-biased information. That's perfectly fine. I mean, you, you're doing a good job, but once you lean over and you tilt to just taking everything you, you get information to just turns into information. It's not true. It's it. You make that, that information It's to the point where you start to make your own information true. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Holocaust didn't happen. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. The the Earth is flat. You be like, okay, uh, Mister Astrophysicist, give me the basis of why you think the Earth is flat, and they just spew off stuff they saw on YouTube. Right? Did you see that this new uh, Ryan Gosling movie about the moon landing and mm-hmm. how they like aren't showing the American flag? 
Now, I do believe that was fake. I'm going to just keep the it real with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you. I 100% believe that was fake. Why? I, I mean, what's good? When we going back? <laughs> I'm just, when we going back? That's all I want to know. We're going to Mars. Can we get... When was the moon landing? In the 60s? 60s? It's 2018. We ain't went back yet. When? It shouldn't have been a thing. At this point, the moon landing should be in HD. Ultra HD. I should be able to live stream the moon landing right now. What happened? Like, why, why didn't we go back? That's my only thing. Now, if it is real, cool. But it, I don't, you know, whatever. That's the one thing that, that kind of throws me. I'm just like, come on, son. Why we? Like, yo, when we going back? At this point, you should be able to, like, go let's, on let's Fandango. Uh, yeah, like Travago and, like, the dude <laughs> with the creepy voice on the commercial. It's like, oh, this is Travago. Hey, get your tickets for the moon landing. Like, that's what it should be. But it's not. I'm just saying. It's just the one thing. Just What other feedback did you get from the podcast? Uh, that was it. People really liked it. They enjoyed it. Uh, we tend to ramble. I'm okay with that because yeah. that's how I am. I mean, it's an hour and a half to two hours is good. I think that's a good time because that's a good workout. That's a good long drive. Yeah, and a I couple of sessions. Look, man. Look, I don't want to come in here. And just be script. Yeah, be stuck to, to one thing. Let's have a natural conversation about things that's going on. I don't look, I love like I said, we could talk about sports and we will talk about a lot of sports. Right. But if if things lead to one part it's this is supposed to be as authentic as we can possibly right. make. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think I one thing that we have an advantage on that a lot of podcasts don't like if this does make it big is that we you and i come from two different generations we come from two different uh backgrounds and we're two very different people but somehow we get along like kobe Bryant and luke walton (laughs) (laughs) don't compare me to him please I'm about Kobe. I don't want to be compared to Kobe. <laughs> no, yeah, nah, nah, that's true. But I don't know. It's, it's it's good. It's good. I think it's. I think it was it was done well, and I'm excited to to continue to do it. I think uh, I was thinking about this because uh, I told my therapist about it, which I think everyone should see a therapist. Mm. Even if you feel like it, it isn't something wrong with you, you feel like things are going well. A therapist will help you look, it, give you, uh, help you look inward. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You get you're you're able to talk about you without feeling like you're only talking about you know how you talk to some people. It's and all like, about them. Yeah, and you like, hey, how you doing? That's and, that's one thing that like. So when I worked at Teen Challenge, right? So Teen Challenge is a faith-based drug and alcohol recovery program. Mm -hmm. And you have guys in there anywhere from, you know, large drug crimes to they just want to become a better person, you know? And so when you get 16 to 20 guys living in a closed confinement for at least a year, drama pops off. Mm Mm-hmm. 
drives you insane. They do stupid stuff. They say stupid stuff. I think, like, in a job like that, or in any job, you should see a therapist because when you're on the mountain highs of life, like, mountaintops of life, like, you should see a therapist because you need to reflect on, you need to, you need to cherish those moments because you were, you're there now, but where were you before? You know what I mean? And where are you heading? You know? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. I, I just, I agree with you. I think, I think in general, no matter what you do, you could be... A teacher, you could be a basketball player, you could be a mechanic. I think if you live a life, you should go see a therapist. I think there's such a bad stigma on that, though. Yeah, you know, everybody thinks just because you go, you're crazy. Now, I'm diagnosed crazy. Stone Cold Fact Jack. <laughs> but, but I don't think you have to be to go see a therapist because it's somebody that you can go talk to and they, they just talk. You know what I mean? Just talk about whatever is going on in your everyday life. I think, like I said, I I think they help you think inward. You you're able to speak on things you feel, things you believe in, without being judged. At least from a good therapist, you should not feel judged when you're in there. Right. But <clears throat> I was talking to my therapist about my my five foundations because i believe that people and this is my own belief this is and somebody might have wrote written a book about it or 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 something like that but i think as as people and i've been around a lot of people me being in the military me being in my old neighborhood me being you know a barber and everything like that you 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 surround yourself with a lot of different people i think at some point you you hit the point where you you start to understand certain things. And I think I think it's five foundations to a, a person. It's your family, your financial, your physical, your spiritual slash religious slash <clears throat> faith based right. or whatever. And then your did I say mental already? No. Your mental and for a lot of people, they are able to evenly balance these things to where they can go through life okay. I don't think they're ever evenly balanced. I think some are up and some are down. But I think as as a person, you should figure out which one of those. So you remember the old pyramids that they used to have in school with the food mm-hmm. on it? And you would have, I don't know what was at the bottom. Carbs. Of those. Yeah, carbs. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you would have that the biggest one at the bottom. And then it'll go up. I think everyone should find out what that foundation is that balances off the rest of them. Like for me, mm-hmm. and this is my own personal thought process and research that I've been doing for myself because I'm always trying to self-improve. I think my foundation, and I think you probably know this too, is my family, my mm-hmm. kids. You know right. what I mean? So that's my foundation because if something happens with my kids, if my kids aren't around me for a long period of time, I get depressed i get sad so that my mental is gone right you know what i mean i start to lose hope because i'm mentally exhausted drained i start to lose hope i stop eating i stop working out i stop worrying about work i lose focus everything like that my pyramid crashes but because my foundation is 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 not there some people's foundation is their faith faith in god faith in belief in 
Whatever. Stars, quasars, moons, right. balloons, yeah. everything. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to figure out what your foundation is and build off of that. And a lot of people don't do that. They're trying to juggle too many things. This is more important than this. This is more important than that. Some people think money is the most important thing and they're able to build off of that. So their financial is the most important thing. But I think for me, it's Micah and I, that's my foundation, my, my children. So I base everything I do in my life off of my kids. But you know, I'm writing a book. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 just saying it's it's just something that I was able to talk to her about, and she was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." And you know, I don't know. It's just, what's your foundation? You ever think about it? No. Have you ever taken the sixteen personalities test? Somebody told me to do it. You I should. Yeah. Somebody it, told me. It it uh, like tells you what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are, like kind of cool thing like it pairs you up with like oh hey these celebrities are also this type and you're like oh yeah that's kind of cool i don't know i would probably have to say family but it's not in the same sense as you because i don't have kids and i feel like i have a lot of family that isn't technically family like it isn't blood you know what i mean you remember i told you i told you this years ago and it's because i've experienced this with my own blood related and I said, just because somebody is related to you by blood doesn't, doesn't make them family. family. Right. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, my my foundation, per se, would probably be family or faith, like, right. based on that. Right. But I think that, I think that with faith, like, my spiritual and whatever, like, I have found, like, um peace in the midst of the struggle that came with my real family if Mm -hmm. that makes sense and now that i'm married like everything that i do financially uh mentally physically even though i'm a little chunky right now but you thickums (laughs) um but it's all for sarah and i you know what i mean whether it's uh, for the immediate, you know, present, or if it's for, you know, 10 years down the road. Granted, I can't control everything that comes our way, but, yeah, I would have to agree, like, faith and family. But I know that, I, me personally, with my spiritual stuff, like, I know that if something were to happen with my brother, my little brother, or any of my siblings, my dad, my mom, um, you know, or my wife, like, I know that I w- could somehow, some way, find peace in it. You know that might sound crazy. No, nah, I get but, you. But I mean, uh, coming from somebody, you know, in October 2014, I found my grandma, you know, dead yeah. in her apartment. I yep. was a grandma's boy. Two months later, the uncle I lived with in Arizona passed away, and then, or sorry, uh, two months after my grandma passed away, my stepdad passed away. The man that pretty much raised me, and then two months after that, my uncle passed away, and, you know. I was really down and out, you know, and so that kind of led me on my spiritual journey and whatnot. But I feel like when you hit those times, you know, um, and you can probably speak to this, too, like because you even say, like, getting involved in a church was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because facts that the road that I definitely could have went down and this kind of touches base on last week when my mom was, you know, sticking a needle in her arm or smoking out of a pipe or whatever it was like 
who's to say since my grandma did it since all these people did in my family like who's to say that that wasn't the road that i was heading down you know what i mean right and so yeah i mean all all that to answer your question i probably have to say family or faith but see and and that's the thing i i feel like people and maybe going to a therapist to help you find this find these things out i feel like you should be able to go and sit down and look inward and figure out like these like i do everything for it's some people i know a person who this guy does everything for his wife she just kicks back and does what she wants but his peace is now me looking at the situation i'm like holy moly god how are you happy yeah. you're doing every like i don't see how you work she enjoys like it is she's enjoying life but his happiness is watching that woman be happy not not for me <laughs> you know? right. it's, it's not my vibe but that's what but then i see guys with kids and a girlfriend or a wife who they rather be at work 24 7 never see their children only they're basically paper dads where they just give their kids money and everything like that but they get peace from being able to do that that's where their peace comes from me i need to be active in my children's life that's where i get peace from i will be i would i would do anything i would die on the on in the middle of the road as long as it means i get to have my children that makes me happy you know what i mean so when you say your faith is no one can tell you what your happiness is what your foundation is so i can i can look at that which i don't but i can look at you saying that what you just said and be like that doesn't make any sense might not make sense to me right it's not my foundation you can't criticize it because yeah your your foundation might not be the same yeah yeah and we we grew up different like you said even like you said we grew up different we we were raised different we went through different experiences we are at different stages in our lives we grew up in two different decades pretty much two different generations my foundation is completely different from yours and it's because of your past Mm -hmm. and because of your beliefs and because of how you feel and everything like that and i think people should see because i i feel like and and this people are so concerned about other people's foundation that they don't even know what their own foundation is it's just like i'm looking at you like why is he so into this church thing he not really into that church thing. He just, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sure you heard people say that oh, to yeah. you before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a phase. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. he just going through that. He's just doing it for this. He's just doing it for that. Oh, I, I had somebody tell me uh, the only reason I, so I post a lot of pictures of my kids on my social media. You know that. I right. post a lot of pictures of my kids. I do it so James Slappy Jr., my dad, and Cindy Marie Slappy, my mom, and other family members in Georgia can see my children. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're here. They can't, they don't have any interaction with my kids. You know, unless we go, the first, I'm going to Georgia in November. It's going to be the first time my dad met my daughter. My daughter right. would be four in January. You know what I mean? So that's why I do it. But people are so concerned about my foundation. You know what I mean? Oh, he's just doing that, trying to pretend like he he's a good daddy. Like I don't, I don't care about what 
anybody else thinks because I'm not worried about their foundation. I don't care. I'm concerned about what I have going on, what keep what keeps me balanced. And when I used to care about what everyone thought, I was spending too much money. I was drinking way too much. I was there. You were there. <laughs> I was out running around. I was and people would look at you like you're you're something. But on the inside, you're you were, broke. You weren't okay. Yeah, I might look happy on the outside, but I'm drinking, I'm fat, I'm out of shape, I'm sweaty, I'm sad, I'm <clears throat> having sex with a bunch of different people. I don't, right. like, it's, it's just, I was a mess, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I think, like, obviously it comes from insecurities, yeah. but I think also, like, um, gosh, what was I going to say? Or trying to find was, a balance, trying to find peace and not knowing the right way to do it because you've never taken the time to sit right you know i think I mean? also though like social media like that person like you're proud you are proud of your kids like i've been on the journey not not like firsthand but like whatever well, you've been around since michael, michael was, was one. Little, he wasn't right? even one no when, i know when and I like when when i worked at like uh aya's grandma's coffee shop like yeah, they yeah. would stop in and i would be all smiles like i'd hold her everything like that but i think like like, you're proud of your kids. So mm-hmm. even, like, beyond, like, even beyond posting on social media to show, like, your parents how your kids are doing and stuff, it's it's because you're proud. And I think that social media should be an overflow of, like, what's, like, what's your going on in your life? But the only thing is, is that social media only catches the good side. You know what I mean? Like, Who's who's the person that posts like the first bad day on social media, right? Unless it's super cryptic, right? Everyone's living their best life, on right? Social media. And yeah. it's like, well, this you you didn't post the picture of when one of your kids was screaming bloody murder or you know like things like that. Like you don't do that. But I even think that like of like spiritual things that I've posted or things like that. Like it's not like oh hey look at me like I'm on I'm on, I'm doing this or hey. Uh, you know, God is in this, or even with you, like, oh, look what me and my kids are doing. It's, hey, like, I am proud, or I I feel good about this. Like, maybe this will make somebody else feel good, too. Facts. Yeah. And I think that people are so negative, and they want to put a negative stigma on everything to create their own perception of what that person's life is like. And that's why... A lot of people, like, in my big circle, and you taught me this, too, like, I was so concerned in high school with having a big circle where, like, now none of those people even matter. My circle is so small, you know, and it's it's family and it's close friends. And, but it's because of those negative people that wanted to put a perception on it. They wanted to put a tag on you. And, you know, I think you can account firsthand when you would go out partying and drinking a bunch. Like, I I was at parties at your apartment, and those people didn't give a rat's anything about you. I probably couldn't even tell you who they were no, to this and day. You know what I mean, though? Like, they didn't yeah. care about you, but they cared about the perception that they put on you. that the, the front that maybe you put on, but they didn't see the bad thing, right? Like... Oh hey, yeah, yeah. Jay's going out tonight. Like, oh, we know that he's gonna buy a round for everybody. Facts. That's but, exactly what it was. But the next morning, Jay's sitting at home and without his son that night. And what, like, where, where is he at mentally? You know, what I mean, he knows that he has to go to work Monday morning, and 
he might call in. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And it's the it's the perception whether it's negative or positive, but that's what people want to hold on to. But they don't want to know. Like they don't want to know the real person behind the social media platform. They don't want to know the real person that you know is uh, walking down the hall. They just want to put a tag on you. They want to put their own perception and you know. No, yeah, I get it. It's it's again, like I said, it's just not understanding you you get what i'm saying like and a lot of people figure that out early some people figure it out that's what i always say i the thing i it it took me a long time to realize i think back about the kids in school who always thought were weirdos what's that guy doing why is he always doing that what what is what's going on with this kid where he He's reading his comic books all the time. He he has three friends. They do this comic book thing. They love these comic books, but it's it's just kind of weird. What, what's going on with those guys? At 30, I realized those dudes found themselves at 13. Right. They knew exactly who they were. They knew exactly what they liked. They didn't care if you thought it was corny or stupid or lame or whatever. They found their foundation early, super early. And yeah, of course, the older you get, it shifts. But they had the foundation part. They had the confidence and the 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 inward sight, the just to know that I know that everyone else thinks this is corny, whatever that means. I know everyone else thinks what I'm doing makes me a geek or a nerd. Or whatever. And I can change the way I talk. I can try to be cool. I could try to fit in with everyone. It's too much energy. Right. I'm going to sit here with my friends and play Dungeons and Dragons. Right. I'm going to sit here with my friends and read comic books. I'm going to sit here with my friends and write poetry. I'm going to sit here with my friends and do whatever. But it's going to be a small group of us. And we're going to ride this thing out. And of course, the older we get, it'll change. But those people figured it out early. The, the people who were trying to be cool. And it, it's crazy because I, I look at people who I went to high school with. And they, they haven't changed. Right. It's still the cool, the cool kids. But yeah. they, they're like going out every weekend. Like, dog, you're 30. You're, you're in 30s now. Right. It's not cool anymore. Yeah, I think <laughs> like one thing, one thing to recognize too, though, is that the same thing of, oh, those people are nerdy. Those people are weirdos and things like that. Like, when I got engaged, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm young. I know. Super young to get yeah. married. I thought right. that. Yeah. Yeah. But who's to say that? Like, like. Yeah, it's a huge commitment, but who is who is a, a person and you've been you've been I got married at 23. Right. Yeah. Different circumstance. Got super divorced at 26. <laughs> <laughs> super. Divorced. But what I'm saying though is like who your marriage isn't the same as mine is going to be. You know Not what facts. I mean? And so like when I have people, when I, I did it the traditional way, so I spoke to my now father-in-law mm-hmm. on a cold winter day that made me probably look a lot better than I do, like did, because I drove over there when it was blizzarding out, and 
there was no travel advisory and stuff like that. But um, when I asked him and I asked all of her siblings and you saw how many siblings she had, like there was two friends and the rest of those girls were siblings. And her brother was like, man, you guys are young. And one of her sisters was like, yeah, it's hard. And another sister was like, yeah, it's hard. And now I'm married and we're three months in and it's like, it's what you make it. You know what I mean? Not and facts, so like yeah. when people are like, man, you're really young to get married. I'm like, okay, but what was your marriage like? Mm-hmm. You know, was your husband a person that wanted to stay at work? Like you just said, a person that wanted to stay at work and he didn't want to come home at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, your circumstance, not not to throw it anywhere, but you know, you had a child right away. Mm-hmm. You know, where you don't have that phase where it's just you and your spouse for a while mm-hmm. and things like that where you guys can travel and do things and not have to worry about a third human being being in the household where, you know, you don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. to, you know, change a diaper, you know, feed mm-hmm. the feed the child. You know, what is the circumstance of your life and who are you to say, man, you're too young or you're too old to do that, you know? Yeah, I asked you. I, and I said, are you ready? And, and you I said, said I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah, that's said, right. that, yeah, yeah. You said I don't know, but you felt like you were doing the right thing. Right. So uh, that's that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think like when people at like even at, like pay graduation for an example, when people ask you like what's next, just let me let me live this. Let me let me do this right now. Yep. You know you know are you ready to get married? I don't know. Like it's something that I'm. It, you know you ask an MMA fighter, are you ready for a fight? The first time they're gonna be like, they should say I don't know. You know, you're going mm-hmm. in with somebody that has the same objective to pretty much kill you, mm-hmm. you're right? You Like, my objective is to beat you to the point where you're not conscious. Right. Well, and, like, not to compare marriage to MMA fighting, but... Oh, it is. Mine, at least, was. <laughs> I mean, we didn't hit each other, right. but... But, yikes. like, for me, it, She definitely like, won that fight. If, <laughs> if you... You know, if you ask me, like, hey, are you ready for marriage, which you did, I'm not going to say yes, and I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say I don't know. Ask me in three years, were you ready for marriage at the age of 22? Yeah, I was. Like, financially, maybe I wasn't ready, like, things like that, or no, I wasn't. There was things that I did not think about. I'll be honest, the biggest argument that we have is what way does the toilet paper go? On the roll, like no joke, mm. like her and I, her com- like her strengths complement my weaknesses. Like That's good. the the introvert and in her make me think about things in our relationship before I come out and speak it. You mm-hmm. know, my my extrovertness, you know, propels her to to go talk to new people. You know, and it's things like that. But when people put they, they they put a label on that you have to be this to do this or you have to be that. Well, to people do that. project their fears onto you. So I'm terrified. Were you the oldest person at barber school? For a little while. Come on, dog. Don't but be no, doing I'm that to saying, me. But I'm, but I'm just saying. Like, uh, I'm just uh, saying, though. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I was 30. And I mean, we uh, we all were pretty. At least when I first got there, I wasn't the oldest one. But then it was a a batch of new guys that came in. Mm. They were all like, but you, you know what I'm saying though. Like, only young people should go to barber school. Like, oh, you're you're 30. Shouldn't you have a career now? Oh, you I know, don't. Things like I that. don't subscribe to that at all because. No, but, no, yeah, I get you, but I I definitely don't subscribe to that at all. I think as long as you have, 
uh, as long as you're not a raging idiot and you have some common sense about yourself, you can do whatever you want to, whenever you want to, at whatever age you want to. So it's never a, a cap, a time limit. The only thing that's going to stop you from being great is death. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only thing that's going to stop you from being great. Death in yourself. And yourself. I yeah, I was about to say, yeah, death in yourself is the only thing that's going to stop you from being great. And it might not be great at something that other people judge you for, but you can be great as far as what you consider great. You can make yourself great to the to your peak. You can reach your peak potential. I guarantee you everyone on the face of this earth can reach their peak potential. They just have to put shutters on, put blinders on, and figure out their own foundation and figure out what their life's the 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 goals for their life is. It's just it's just one of those things. And I, and I I don't I don't like when people project their fears on me. You know what I mean? I have I've had people do it. You getting out of nursing school? Damn, you've been in it for so long. Why are you doing that? It's like cuz I don't want to do it no more. Leave right. me alone, bro. You and I went to college together for a yeah, little bit. Look at that. I'm like granddad. I was yeah. like, uh, what's the movie where the old dude was in college? <laughs> 21 Jump Street. Actually, I was like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that was funny though because we had what? One or two classes together? I think we had two classes. Psychology and what was the other one? I don't know, but you know. Mm. But I don't I don't think people people it's it's weird, man. The issue is is that the issue with that though is if somebody would come up to you and say, "Why are you in school, man? You're you're 28, you're 29. Like, why are you going to, man? Shut up! Like, I'm trying to better myself. You know what I mean? Like, why do people dog on people for trying to be a better person? It's and that's a lot. That happens a lot. It's it's just it's a combination of fear and I need to make myself feel better. Insecurities. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's. It's like when I go, when I go to the gym and I'm working out and I see people doing these uh I I call them uh I forgot but it's where it's someone who's lifting way too much weight but not doing it right. Right. It's like s- slow down. Do it do what you you can do. It's not that serious, chief. Do what you can do. And flow into the situation, but that same person will look over at somebody else in the gym with lighter weight, proper form, doing a good job, but laugh at them. Like you're over there with your insecure, terrible form, you're gonna hurt yourself weight, but you're laughing at the person who is a little. Who's going a little lighter on their weight, perfect form, and getting they're getting way more out of their workout than you are with your terrible form. So it, it it's that's basically a microcosm of what I feel like society is. Mm. Just like lighten the weight up, chief, and stop trying to impress people. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You look crazy out here. Like d- Focus on you. You're so concerned about impressing everyone else that you're going to hurt yourself trying to impress everyone else. But the person who doesn't care and they're focused on themselves in a year, 
that weight that you think you're lifting, that you're struggling realistically, you know it's not doing anything for you. You're just trying to impress people and you won't be able to lift that weight for long because you're going to hurt yourself. In a year, that person is going to surpass that weight that you're pretending to lift. And they're going to do it perfectly and they're going to look good with it and they're going to reach all these goals that you couldn't lift. And that's how I look at it. That's, I haven't looked at it like that. But that's that's in everything. Yep. The person that's minding their own business mm-hmm. is all like in doing it life right. We according should, to what the we should name this podcast your foundation, man. That's what you. <laughs> there you go. You just gotta find this foundation, chief. That's it. I don't know how long we've been doing this. A while. Sweet. We need to have more conversations like that. Longer conversations. That was good. Not yeah. It's just. Sports and your foundation. Yeah, yeah. We hit you with the picks earlier, and then we went straight in. We dove straight into. See, I like that part. I like that. I mean, I I love the sports thing too, but I I really once football season picks up, I feel like there'll be more to talk about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But that's that's the natural Thursday. Thursday season starts. I'm excited. Uh, Nick Foles is the quarterback. No Alshon Jeffrey. Hopefully. And no Nigel Bradham. What position is he? Linebacker for the Eagles. So it ain't looking good for them Eagles out here in these streets. But hey, I don't know what the Falcons are gonna bring to the table. So we'll see. I'll be ready, you know, laced up, bringing the jersey back out of retirement. One of them. It's a away game, so the Julio jersey will be back out of retirement. It's a new for me. It's a white jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. This is, yeah. I think we have a Sanu and a. Keanu. Oh, that's dope. Are you you bringing Sarah over? Oh, nice. That's dope. So she get to finally hang out with the old slap dog. The old slap dog. <laughs> Not the old old slap dog. That's what I was. The, say, new, yeah. the new and improved. That that's Emilio. Yeah. That's a whole Emilio. different story. I gotta tell that story about Col- Emilio. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Emilio. Any uh, shout outs, plugs that you have to make? Barbershop, <laughs> yeah. Uh, come get cleaned up. Eighty-seven and company. Uh, it's some dude that's selling a barbershop around oh, here. Main Street. You just told me. I did. Yeah, I was in. Oh was yeah, like yeah. The website and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, barberandcoach dot com or dot wix dot com. Did you set it up already? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. And then Instagram, same thing. Uh. Next week? Well, maybe. I don't know what day next week, but we'll figure something out. Be healthy. Live healthy. Listen to the Eminem album if you haven't already. Yo, I I was I was trying to hold on. Let's just extend this a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that song with Joyner Lucas on it. He did not rap. Or Joyner did not rap. Man, are you sure? I Eesh. thought so. Like when Eminem first started, I was like, "Okay, maybe." Yo, I've listened but then to that the song. The second part, I've listened to that song at least twenty-five times. It's good. The uh, whole album's good. It's phenomenal. Well, I, the album's the al- okay. The seven and iffy. a half. It's about a seven and a half. But that song, gosh, I gotta pull it up. That song with Joiner is good. What else we got on there? We got a uh, good, good. The guy. ringer is good. The greatest guy. is good. Lucky you with Joiner, and then not alike. Stepping Stone was good. I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay, good guy, and nice I think guy. 
Nice guy. Yeah, it was two guy. of them. Nice guy, good guy. The second part. Uh, what does he say? Yeah. Just, oh, that shit's so hard. Uh, found not foundation. Look at that. I'm going back to <laughs> Stephen Stone. Uh, the joint of Luke's joint is probably the best song on the album. I like not alike. I I don't know the names of them, but I I listened to into uh, MGK. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. But how dare MGK come at? Did he say something about Eminem? I think he was making hits at him like I'm the next white coming or something like that. Oh come on! Okay, but you should you should listen to the freestyle on Sway in the morning for MGK. Yeah. First of all, if 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 we're gonna do a white rapper thing, right? I don't put Post Malone in this oh, no. because he's like a singy. But he's still good. It's that's like a young. I, I I just can't get into it. That's a young people thing. I think. But it's the mumble rap thing. Is he a mumble? Because I, I tried don't think to he's much it. of a mumble rapper, but I think he brings like like what Drake brought during his. Oh, era. That's a big statement, bro. And, I think so. Drake, I think Post Malone will go down as better than Drake when it's all. No, yeah. shut the front door. Are you kidding me, guys? No, wait, look, Drake is... Uh, Post Malone didn't get shot in the back on a TV show, though, so that doesn't happen. I mean, wheelchair Jimmy, don't knock him. <laughs> look, Drake is the only rapper that has had as long of a run... No, a lot of rappers have ghostwriters. Drake is the only rapper that has had as long of a run as of being on top that I can think of in my lifetime. I can't think Eminem. of... No, Eminem just the the reason he brought this album out because the last two or three have been trash. At least he recognized it though. Like Drake doesn't recognize that some of his albums are trash. I don't think Drake has ever had a trash album. What? Not trash. Tra- I think they. Bro. Give me a trash Drake album. Keep talking. I'll find. I be, okay. I don't know the names of them. Okay, Drake has been Drake came out in what two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, I I I was in I went to Savannah and my boy put me on. He was like, "Yo, it's this dude from Canada that could rap and sing." And I was like, "I don't want to hear that shit, man. You ain't got to put it on." And he put it on and I was like, "Oh, dude's decent." And then right after that, he just blew up. 2009 and is when his first album came out. His first album, but he had mixtapes before oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like 2007 he came out. Okay, I'll say this uh, so far gone. His first album. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Watch your mouth. Not good. Yeah, yeah. We should not have this conversation if you think so far gone was was bad. Take care was good. I like take. Take care, care is the one where he's R&B. sitting at the, where he's sitting, sitting at, the at the table. table. That's yeah. his best album. Oh, take yeah. care is his best album. Uh, nothing was the same as dope. All that's a dope album. It ain't like great or nothing like that, but. That's what What's up Been a minute since we kicked it You've been caught up Come on man It's too late was decent Uh, Yeah it was alright I mean I don't count the One with the future I don't think Views was that good Views Disappointed in Views But it wasn't trash though Is what I'm saying Drake has never had a trash album He's never had a I will give him more life uh, yeah, I thought it was decent. Again, I don't think Drake makes good albums though. I think he has good moments in the albums, mm. except for except for the so one good way singles. Yeah, if like he, he, if he were to be a single guy, he'd be probably one of the best. If not, I think Drake. You can't take away his his reign though. Drake has been on top. Okay, come on. Who's a bigger? 
I, I'm other than Beyonce, Jay Z, like those people. Who's a bigger artist than than Drake? Because if Beyonce and Jay Z are tier one, Drake is like tier one B, right? We ta- we had this conversation before. Like if we if we rank rappers in stratospheres, right? The top stratosphere you're gonna put Biggie. Tupac. I don't put Biggie in my. You told okay Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. Eminem, like they're gods. Uh, let's let me tell you Dr. why Dre. I don't put Biggie in this. Why is that? Biggie had two albums, two. Right. If LeBron, if let's yeah. say it was Evan Dvorak, the greatest that never was. He was this guy who came in the league. He had two years where he dominated. He got MVP. He won two championships, and then he disappeared. Disappeared forever. Would you put him, and then you have LeBron James and Michael Jordan with full careers. Would you put Evan Dworshak in the greatest? Would you say he was the greatest oh, of five, all time? Six, so no. Well, I'm just saying. You get what I'm saying? Like, would you put <laughs> No, him? I mean, I don't know. It's tough. How dare okay, you? Okay, baby? so Stratospheres, at least we'll put Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Eminem. Eminem. Dre. I don't put Drake in that. I put Dre. Dre. Dr. Dre? Yeah. I don't put Dr. Dre in because he never wrote his own music. Yeesh. I'm putting Kendrick up there. I don't care what you say. Well, not yet. Yes. No. If you talk about three albums. No, no, no. I agree with you. Three albums that were great. Not good. Three classics. Great. I agree with you. Look. Three in a row. It's, it's, Who, who's, who's the last person to come out with three classics in a row? To me. This is, and it's all personal preference. And don't say Jay-Z. I think, no, he hasn't had three. The Blueprint 2 is trash. One of, what? Blueprint 2 is trash. Blueprint is is a classic. Okay, okay look, let me school you on this one. All right, it's three rappers. In my personal preference, I always have to preface by saying that my personal preference that have three classic albums back to back to back. It would be Eminem with Marshall uh, Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, and Eminem Show. It will be Kanye West. With late registration, college dropout, and graduate, and then our graduation, and then it would be Kendrick with Good Kid, Mad City, uh, Damn, and Humble, or no, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Those three albums are classics back to I sent them in the wrong order, but classics back to back to back to back. Now, the rappers with the most classics. That I could think about. And this is going to sound crazy. Because Kanye is in there. Kanye, to me, it's only two rappers that I can think of. That I listen to as a personal, my personal opinion. It's two rappers with the most classic albums. It's Kanye West. It's my Twisted Dark Fantasy, which is my favorite Kanye West album. Graduation. uh, Late Registration. College dropout, and depending on how you feel about 808 heartbreak, I think it. I think it's a classic because it changed the sound of music. Hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it changed the sound of how like people really make music and listen to. It. And, like you hear a lot of these new kids, that's they're children of that album. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's the reason it makes a classic. Is it one of my favorite albums? No, but I I love it. It's, it's a really kind of like how. Like Jordan changed the game. Yeah, yeah. And then it's Jay Z. Jay Z has Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, Black Album, 444, 
and to me, four, four, four. that shit is a classic. It's a super <laughs> classic. And to me, to me, look, 444 is old man hip hop. That's what I like. I need that. You young punks wouldn't understand nothing about it. You still wet behind the ears. You still pee on the toilet seat. So <laughs> I listen to, and then I think American Gangster, which has grown beautifully. It's so, it's such a good album. And if you haven't listened to American Gangster, please go listen to it because it is classic. So that's five albums. I can't think of any other rapper with five classic right. albums. But what I'm not saying like though mainstream, is not unless stra- it's like if we're going off that stratosphere, it's hard not to put Kendrick in there right now. No, I put Kendrick on the same stratosphere I put Drake. Hmm. I put Kendrick there. I put Drake there. I put uh J Cole. You, you can't knock him because his last album wasn't great. I thought it was good. J. Cole. Bro, you changed your... K.O.D.? Yeah, but you changed your really stance good. on it. I thought it was a really good album. Every time we talk about it. I thought you it was told a really me good. you were like, eh, eh. That's what you said. Eh. No, I thought it was... I thought it was... Like, I thought it was good. But that's why I said you can't knock on him because his album wasn't but, good. Because I didn't think that you liked it. I, I, I like it. I just think... He was. He definitely was. Has better potential than that. Well, Drake doesn't have any classic albums, and right. J Cole might have one. So when Eminem's talking about if you're not Kendrick, what what did he say? He said if you're not Kendrick, J, somebody else or Sean. Is he talking about Big Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Sean's good. <sighs> Big Sean is is like. He's good. He can rap. But I, I just don't feel him. It's just like, I don't really feel it from him like that. Uh, I I think I think Eminem came with a, a really good, like a good album. I think he had, he's back at rare form as far as music and rapping is concerned. And it's good to, to feel this Eminem because the, the revival, the album before this, was trash. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And the one before that wasn't very good. Yeah. But and the one before that at was least, trash. At least he recognizes it though. And yeah. he know he noticed. Like he put an actual voicemail of somebody. Well, I think I I think when so Eminem been coming out with trash albums for for the last three of them. So yeah. I I think but people were going out and buying them. Right. But I think when the sales affected, when they were like, holy, you're not well, selling anything. No, I don't even think it was that. I think it was more or less the people listening, like r- rappers listening to him going, oh, man. He's yeah, it was a lot of rappers that going to attack out. him. And then he goes, okay. Like, I haven't something. lost anything. He came after a lot of rappers and a lot of, like, media guys on there. Mm-hmm. And MGK can't, MGK can't hold... Eminem's pen because don't get it twisted Eminem is in my opinion top five rappers of all time but that's a whole nother story but what is Eminem Eminem is in the top oh, at, yeah. at least top 10 I don't I care don't, I don't think he, I mean he's probably number four or three for me he's definitely not he's probably five on my list but maybe six maybe seven I, he's definitely top 10 I, he definitely lands before Biggie does, and if you think it's disrespect, come on. I don't like Biggie. Well, I, don't, I ain't gonna go that far. I really I mean, like I Biggie, do, but that's but that's before my time. Like that's that that's not the style of rap that 
I listen to. If that makes sense. No, I get it. I but get it. Anyways, we better wrap this thing up. Okay, my bad. See, I, I you start talking about rap and I get deep into it. But no, come check out uh eighty seven and co eighty seven and, and company. They finally put my name on the door at the shop. So swing through, come get a haircut. Uh follow me on Instagram, bookface. Um yeah, be healthy, be happy. Next week I wanna talk about some health things. Okay. Like I really, we gotta get some people on here. Like some yeah, if you know us. somebody, so tell them to talk swing to those, through. Talk to those people that talk to you about deep and. I mean, I don't know about that. Probably don't want to bring them to your house, so never mind. I don't care. You, you, what if somebody gonna beat me up? They gonna well, no, rob me? I don't still, think so. You know what I mean? You don't want people to know where you live exactly. Not your customers. I'm a I'm an open book. They All can right. Come well, in. we'll get some people <laughs> on here if you guys are interested. You guys can contact us on the website and uh, give us some topics to talk about. Next week we'll talk about. The fallout of Atlanta, you'll either have a very happy barbering coach or you'll have a ticked off. Should we do Sunday? We can do Sunday during like the games. S- the night game? Either the night game or during the afternoon game. Oh, because you, will you be, I got coaching on Sunday. Well, we'll figure it out. Because we could do it during the night, the night game. game if you yeah. want. Bears yeah, because that way then all the other games would be over okay. with and we could just redo that. Sunday. Sweet. Sunday, right. yeah. Uh, stay, stay blessed and stay happy. It was a good one, Evan. <laughs> <laughs>